disciples, do not let your hearts be troubled. You have faith in God, have faith also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If there were not, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back again and take you to myself, so that where I am, you also may be. Where I am going, you know the way. Thomas said, Master, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, then you will also know my Father. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Master, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you for so long a time, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I speak to you I do not speak on my own. The Father who dwells in me is doing his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, or else believe because of the works themselves. Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I do, and will do greater one than these, because I am going to the Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. One of the things I love about the season of Easter is all the readings we hear from the Acts of the Apostles. It's great to hear how the church was first formed and how the early church um, worked together. But also, I would describe myself as a fanboy of the Apostles. For, for my birthday one year, I was given a stole that has all 12 of their faces uh, on the uh, front of the stole. My chalice that I use on the weekends has uh, reliefs of all 12 of the apostles around the base of it. And, just like a good cosplayer, I even dress up like them. But I think one of the reasons that I love the apostles is, on the one hand, they are the foundation of the church. They are the first people to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. But on the other hand, they were so human, weren't they? Time and time again, Jesus is trying to teach them what he wants them to learn, and they just don't seem to get it. You know, there was that time when Jesus first predicts his passion. You know, we're heading to Jerusalem, and there I am going to be arrested, tried, convicted, and, and killed. 
And what's the very next scene? The apostles are arguing amongst themselves who is the greatest. Who is the one that should be seated on Jesus' right? And of course, because we're still in this season of Easter, we're of course reminded, we're of course reminded of them ultimately abandoning Jesus. And in fact, that brings us to today's gospel reading. So this gospel reading in John chapter 14 is part of this discourse, this long discourse that Jesus had with his apostles ending in his priestly prayer to his father. But especially in this part of the discourse, he is trying to prepare them. Jesus knows what's about ready to happen. He's trying to prepare them. He says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You have faith in God, have faith also in me. In other words, he's telling them, whatever is about ready to happen, it's okay. It's all going to work out in the end. But of course, we know how they responded to this just several hours after this scene as that mob comes to the Garden of Gethsemane and arrests Jesus, they all flee for the hills. They all abandon him. And a few hours after that, Peter even denies knowing who he is three times. Even though Jesus was trying to reassure them, they were not ready to hear it. They were not ready to totally and completely embrace his word and his comfort. That would come later. Because even after the resurrection, they still had their doubts. When those two disciples came back from Emmaus saying, we have seen the Lord, they, they weren't ready to believe them. And when Jesus appears to them, Thomas, who wasn't there, is later told about this this appearance of Jesus, and he says, I will only believe if I can touch his hands where the nails went in and his side where the spear went in. Even encountering the resurrected Jesus, they were not totally and completely ready to do the mission that Jesus had appointed them to do. That would come after Jesus' ascension into heaven. And then on the eve of Pentecost, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit descends upon them. And with with the receiving of the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden these frightened men, these men who weren't ready to grasp everything Jesus had taught them, their minds were open and... They courageously threw open the doors, went out onto that balcony, and began to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ to all the people gathered there for that Feast of Pentecost. And in fact, the people even marveled at them. Wait a minute, we we speak all of these different languages, but we all are able to understand them. What they saw was miraculous not just because of the language, but because these frightened men were now ready to embrace the path 
that Jesus had shown them. And it was all because of the Holy Spirit. They were not ready. They were not ready to completely embrace Christ's word because they had not received the gift of the Holy Spirit. But it was after Pentecost that that is exactly what happened. And so they began their mission of spreading the good news of Jesus. They did so courageously, faithfully. And another thing is these same frightened men, scared for their own lives, so much so they abandoned Jesus, one by one gave up their life for the faith. But that brings us to this story that we heard from the Acts of the Apostles. So, it, so there are two groups that are mentioned, the Hellenists and the Hebrews. These are both Jewish Christians. The Hebrews, of course, were the ones that grew up and lived around Jerusalem, while the Hellenists were those Greek-speaking Jews that lived as far away as Greece. But those Hellenists were the ones that were complaining because their widows were not getting their, their equitable portion of the daily distribution of food and anything else that people had left for them. You know, we have, we have that beautiful image of the early church, how they shared everything and how it seemed to be almost perfection. But it, it wasn't. Simmering beneath this, of course, is still jealousy, bigotry, and the like. Sin continued to impact them just as it impacts us today. And so they did what any good Jews would do. They went to the leaders to judge for them and to rule in their favor. Well, the apostles were busy. They were busy spreading the good news, telling anyone who would listen about Jesus Christ, baptizing them, and performing the other sacraments. And so, through guidance of the Holy Spirit, those twelve followed, followed the Holy Spirit's guidance in ordaining seven men to the diaconate, a word that means to serve. And so these seven men were ordained to serve at table, to ensure that the unequitable distribution of, of goods and food was given to all the widows of the community, to all the orphans of the community. Not only did the disciples respond to the Holy Spirit in creating the deacon, the order of deacon, but also in the service of those deacons, we see that they as well were prompted by the Holy Spirit. And in fact, today, each and every good work that we do, each and every charitable act that we do is prompted by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit took up the residence in each of our hearts from the moment of our baptism. At our baptism, we were offered the gift of eternal life. The punishment of original sin was wiped away. But we also became temples of the Holy Spirit, 
the third person of the Trinity resides in each and every baptized Christian, prompting us, guiding us towards the path that leads to eternal life in heaven. But the Holy Spirit does not just take over. We have to allow the Holy Spirit in. We have to turn over our lives and say, here, do with me what you will. And when we do so, we grow closer to our Savior, Jesus Christ. And each and every good work that we do causes that relationship to deepen because we are fulfilling Jesus' commandment of loving God and loving our neighbor. My dear friends, the example of the apostles shows us Jesus does not pick perfect people to do his work. He picks sinners. But he gives them the gifts of the Spirit so that they can, so they can be successful. And so that the word can continue to spread. So that more and more people will join Christ's body, the church. We give thanks to our Lord for giving us the Spirit. And we pray that our hearts will be opened. Allow the Spirit into us. Allow the Spirit to lead us and guide us. Because that is how the Word of God will continue to spread. And the numbers of disciples will increase greatly.